So will you start or I start? How are we going to do this? Okay. Uh, so Roddy, we spend a lot of time on the World Wide Web. Seen anything good this week? Fuck. Do that again, don't fuck it up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we like to waste our lives on the internet. So Roddy, seen anything good this week? headline for everyone. China cracks down on funeral strippers hired to entertain mourners to attract larger crowds. That headline is poetry. Uh, They do it because the more people you have at a funeral, the more respect that's being given to the person who's died. I mean, I get that. Right? I want, I want... You want a big funeral? I want hundreds. Yeah, I would have never, I would have never thought about bringing strippers into the funeral because it... It can only really bring one aspect of your family, like half your family. <laughs> yeah, statistically, that's going to attract 50% of your family. Yeah. So, I mean, is it just something that in, in China, do the men of the family just refuse to go to funerals? And like, say my grandfather had died, my grandmother phones me and is like, can you come to the funeral? And for some reason, I'm like, no, I'm busy. Yeah. If I then got an email saying... There's going to be strippers By from my grandmother. Yeah, Mercedes is going to be there. No way I'm going. Really? Definitely. What? Go to a funeral, my granddad's funeral, and watch gyrating women over his casket. You know, you, get, you go into the church and they have the coffin there. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then, then the vicar introduces the coffin. I mean, introduces with shaking hands. You know, I, I don't know, I haven't been to a lot of funerals, thankfully. But yeah, yeah they, they introduce the coffin, tell everyone why, why they're there, and then says... <laughs> that, was, that was the part of the night <laughs> to pay you all back for coming out here. Here's a little treat. Yeah, welcome, yeah. Stella. Yeah. <laughs> or, it's eaten into most of or, your. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's good. I'll tell you what I like about it. I like the fact that I feel in. Um, I don't know if I want to say like Western, but that's what I'm speaking from, you know, as familiarity. But mm-hmm. in this part of the world, there's this kind of. Uh, a free pass in a man's life um, you know bear with me that kind of stag do's stag do's you're, you're allowed strippers yeah. yeah you with me that's sort yeah, of you know fine. when and you know people expect it yeah, yeah kind of and relatives you know like brothers cousins whatever might come to a stag do and that's yeah. maybe the the loosest family event where strippers are allowed that we have <laughs> yeah I like the idea that China has gone you know what like maybe they do it the stag do's as well, and they thought, when else would whoever? Do you think they need to at stag do's? Do you think in China they just do it the other way round? Like the stag do's a very somber affair, <laughs> and then that's, that's, that's the final single night. So yeah. you know. then when you die, it's like okay, well now everything he couldn't do over the last thirty years, he's doing. <laughs> Stacy, <laughs> hop on, hop on. All those Chinese strippers called Stacy <laughs> and Stella. Yeah, well, spelt with an I. Yeah. You know. uh, I see, yeah, and it's it's two words. Yeah, exactly. It'd be it'd be a hoot, I think. Uh, I don't no, I I have to disagree with, on this one. I I I don't get it. But I don't, I don't know. I don't. I mean, I say it'd be a hoot. I don't. I mean, I don't actually know if I stand by that as a statement. That was sort of a, a natural response because yeah, if I went to exactly, yeah, you know, your mum calls you and says, and says, I know, I know that you're not, you weren't keen on Uncle Jerry, uh, but we've got a team of strippers. Are you? Is that making you go to the funeral? I mean, what was Uncle Jerry like? I don't know, but shit, like a shit uncle. A shit uncle. 
So would I? Would I? So I'm not going to the funeral. I've talked myself I'm hand, around. I'm, I'm into it now. I'm hands down not going to the funeral. But you're saying there's yeah, but there's going to be strippers there. But actually, as I say it, I'm getting into it not because but just to see the spectacle. Because it, it would be a funny story. Do you think they still tip them? So people are taking like rolls of dollars. <laughs> 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 yeah. On my way to the funeral, can we just hit the ATM? So it said it said in the in the in the article uh, that um, this happens a lot in. So there are there are four main provinces where this happens, right? Quite rural bits of China. Because, <laughs> that makes it so much better, right? Exactly, <laughs> and they would spend upwards of like a year's salary to get in. Performers and the performers could be actors, could be musicians, could be comedians. So yeah, I don't know. They're spending big money on these strippers, and would it then be? I don't know. I don't know if it's rude to ask your guests to bring dollar bills. I don't know what strip, well, I think, funeral I think stripper etiquette is. No, but I think they're bringing. You don't have to ask your guests to bring the dollar bills, right? They bring it for their own entertainment. The oh. dollar bills. Yeah, like, you, the strippers don't live off the dollar. They're going to get paid either way. I mean, obviously, dollar bills are good, but it's not your job as the funeral mm. uh, organiser to arrange them to get tips. If they want to get those tips, I mean, the stripper could send an email blast out. Because obviously everyone knows there's going to be a stripper there, otherwise, if you don't tell anyone, there's no point. Well, that's what I was going to say, is that you wouldn't have to tell people to bring dollar bills because the strippers aren't a surprise. It's not like it's a surprise party and you say to everyone, oh, make sure you bring a hat or whatever because it's going to be that's the worst example I don't know what example I was going for but hiding <laughs> hide, my point was hiding a surprise but telling people to right so you organise paintball as a surprise party for yeah. someone and you say to them oh bring boots and they're like why do I have to bring boots and it's like ah, da, da, not going to tell you but just bring so they're not doing that because it's not that they're telling everyone make sure you bring $50 in unmarked ones and they're like why do I need $50 in unmarked ones for Uncle Jerry's funeral ah, da, da, not going to tell you and then you get there and out of the I was going to say out of the cake but out, out of the cake out is of the, the casket out of the casket <laughs> comes pops this woman yeah. <laughs> do you think they do it at cremations as well I mean, it's a funeral. Yeah. 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 So, what would would you have a stripper at your funeral? Um. No. What would what I can't. Well, I mean, it depends who organises my funeral. I guess. What would you have? At my funeral. If, if you were gonna ho- if you were gonna write into your if will, host my own funeral. If you're gonna host your own funeral, how would it go down? Uh Bouncy castle. Probably not. I don't think any of my friends would like a bouncy castle. Balloon animals. Maybe. <laughs> Some clowns. <laughs> but yeah, like avant-garde type clowns. Because you don't want it to be hilarious. Clowns at a funeral. How many clowns? I, yeah. No, I mean not clowns at a funeral. I, I panicked and just went with the first thing that came into my head. That's all right. But I was going to think, because clowns famously, you fit all the clowns in the tiny car. Yeah. How many clowns do you think you could fit in a hearse? It depends. Are we talking like cartoon clowns? I don't know. Are we talking like real clowns who have practiced at this for weeks? How how does because because cartoon clowns can defeat physics yeah so, so they like, always so wait. It, it doesn't matter how much like you say versus real clowns it could be versus three guys who've just put on a clown costume yeah, but imagine, it doesn't matter how yeah but imagine pre- but like okay so now now I kind of want them at the funeral because how much would it blow people's minds if they had like forty clowns in a hearse if they just wanted it that bad you know like sure there's the infinite cartoon clown car mm. you know Exodus if you can manage to get these clowns and they yeah, you know, they see the cartoon clowns and they 
you know, train hard, montage it, like come together as a cohesive unit and really manage to just pack 40 dudes into a car, people are, the, people's minds are going to be blown. And that's not a funeral you forget quickly. What I've always wondered with funerals, or wills rather, is how, how legally binding is a will, right? By, okay. which, by which I mean, by which I mean, if I wrote into my will that Ed Sheeran, or I mean it wouldn't be Ed Sheeran, but the people I might invite, say like the Rolling Stones, are likely going to be dead before, well, I mean, I would hope. But Definitely. Well, Keith, well, yeah. Keith Richards yeah. snorted a line of his own granddad, and I think after the nuclear apocalypse, it will be cockroaches and Keith Richards that are left. Yeah. So maybe he'll still be around. But the point is, right, let's just take anyone, right? Um, if I wrote into my will that so-and-so, Ed Sheeran, has to appear at my funeral, does he? No. Oh. No. But that's, like, that's in the same way that... I guess it comes down to some sort of contract law. And I don't know anything about the law. Uh, <laughs> so let's hash this out here so and now. Just, so like, I'll just preface that, it with that. But like, if I wrote up a legal document and got it notarised saying that Ed Sheeran has to <clears throat> come and... I do know, a 20-minute set. <laughs> yeah, every night at my house. I can't, I can't make him do that against his will. Then again, record companies, yeah, but he has to sign but then, it. But, like, you would need a contract with him to do it. So if Ed Sheeran signed it, maybe you'd have a case. Hmm. Because uh, I've always just... There, there was something about... I don't know, wills that ooh. intrigue me, I guess. But then now that I think about it, this this cloud, which has been following me, has been... a cloud, as if I think about it every day. Yeah. But it's... Weighing it's, heavily on you. Yeah, the most ludicrous thing I think I've ever thought of. Because... Of course they wouldn't have to. What because yeah. a will is always to do with just your what you property own. and stuff that is within your sphere of control. Yeah. And what's happening it's with like that. Like I could decide what happens to my phone, but I couldn't be like Roddy has to I don't know snort a line of me. Okay, well that's a bad example. Yeah. I wouldn't say like Roddy has to cut a toe off and eat it in front of a room full of people while my body slowly burns. But could you put into... So, right. I could put that into my will, but I don't think you'd have to do it. No, but, right, you can't... So, in that, I have to do something against my will, right? I have to eat the toe. Yeah? Yeah. But, so you can't do that because your will can't control my actions. But, if you wrote in that your toe has to be eaten... Again, no. No, but that's that's you demanding what happens with your property. Like if oh, you say, my yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying, right? Yeah, but so you can't I... force someone to eat it. Uh, no, could, I guess they could give it to a pig. Well, that's yeah, right. So I could probably say I want my body to be fed to pigs, but now I'm dead, so I, I don't think anyone's enforcing this. You know, like the the problem with will <laughs> law is that <laughs> you are definitely going to need strippers to your funeral if your funeral is you being fed to pigs. <laughs> No one is showing up to that without the strippers. <laughs> no the one. strippers make it worse, though, right? Because <laughs> the... then you're going to be you're getting aroused while you watch someone get eaten by pigs. I think they cancel out. I don't think you're getting aroused. I think they definitely... that's how it works. Yeah, the, the more heinous the thing that happens to you, the, the more the more arousal is needed to cancel it out. Okay, so yeah, right. like if it, my body's being dissolved in a bath of acid. I probably need to hire two people to just fuck, right? <laughs> right, okay, so you need it 
wildly to offset Yeah, yeah, like it, so it's a live porno. Just to keep it at some kind of zen just, level. Just to bring equilibrium to the world. To, to the karma level of your funeral. Yeah, to, the, to, the, to how much people can stomach. <laughs> the worst something is, as long as there's something that they really enjoy, you can balance it out. And then, and then you, and then you get into, then you have the whole game of who can have the most depraved thing going on, keeping it legal, of course. Yeah. You know, um, and I guess you can do anything to a corp- people can't fuck corpses, so you couldn't do that. No, not that. I, I, why would you want that? But yeah, that'd be a hell of a will if you're writing into it. Especially if you can't... Someone get in here. Well, with the toe thing, right? So you can't write, I want whoever, celebrity crush, to, you know, have a go because you can't control their actions. So... The person they're going to get. If our absolutely (laughs) no level of legal knowledge is anywhere near correct that you could only write, I want my corpse to be fucked, then you have no control over who does it. And like, yeah, regardless of the legality, why would... I mean, why would you do it anyway? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've really snookered ourselves going down this level of funeral equilibrium. What do you need to get out of that, though? Just let's say some crazy motherfucker does it. I mean, what, what, what needs to happen on the other side? So, but... It's... Something that you want to watch so much that it cancels out. So, yeah, this is the thing. It's not about, like, <clears throat> karma equilibrium. No. It's about zero-level equilibrium. So, like, neutral is yeah. where people want to come yeah right? it's something that so, you just you, yeah. you, you want to you want to you want to watch you know it's like no, but, it's like friends it's like it's like watching friends right yeah it's like are you ever going to go out of your way to watch a shitload of friends no but what remember back when it was on like channel 4 oh yeah and it would just be on like 8 yeah. times a day yeah you're surfing through and you've seen all the episodes anyway but you just land on it because you're like great friends is fine yeah, but what I mean is I mean, that... that's not a good analogy for a funeral. I've got no idea what you're on about. I'm just agreeing so I can say my <laughs> Sorry, point. Sorry, get in. Yeah, but, get in. But. <laughs> but my point is that this idea of funeral equilibrium is like people want to come. Because the initial yeah. thing with the Chinese strippers is to get audience there, right? So this, yeah. what you're saying with how to offset the karma of maybe being eaten by pigs, yeah. it's not like spiritual afterlife, something good to balance it, like giving money to orphans so that you know the no, universe no, is at yeah, exactly. it's just what what if that's your opening act who's the main event yeah. that will still get people to buy the ticket exactly right yeah so if the if the support act is <laughs> what my dead body <laughs> getting fucked <laughs> but like, then then i'd need like i think Bill Gates handing out seven-figure checks. <laughs> That's how insane it has to be. Well, because also it's not like like if you just if you pitch that as an event, dead yeah. person gets fucked, <laughs> right? People will show up, right? Yeah, but not the kind of people you want. Well, exactly, right? They won't be your family. So, like that is that is a marketable event in some circles. Yeah. But I don't want any of those circles in my family. Like, some people will go to that without... You know, you won't even need to lay out free food and drink. Yeah. Like, they'll just go. They'll go to that. Yeah. But if the I'd question... probably pay a lot of money to go to it. I imagine there's... If, if, if a lifetime of TV and movies has taught me anything, it's that people are willing to pay a lot of money for sick shit. Yeah. I'd, I'd second that yeah. statement. But, but then, if, if it's a case of, you know, the funeral thing, in that... 
we want family members there. Mm. We need a serious, like everyone gets an island at the end of it or something. <laughs> something that, something that, yeah, I guess family members are going to be that much more expensive They're on gonna, this scale. I think, I think yeah, if, if the event was <laughs> dead person getting fucked and we're just going to use person, you know, as a... As a These are all thing. metaphors anyway. Yeah, 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 exactly, right. And then you had a, like some kind of uh, scale of yeah. people likely to go to that from zero to necrophiles, right? Where or necrophiliacs? Where necrophiliacs, they're definitely going to turn up. Yeah, right? of course. Family members of said person are in like negative double digits, and so the, scale only, double the scale only no, the scale only goes from zero to ten. Yeah. Where ten? This is what I'm saying. Where zero is like. No I don't even know. Just like average person on the street who doesn't know. I think less than that. Like an asexual person. So something like that. Would be horrified by the act of both sex and necrophilia. Double independently. Whammy. Yes, that's a good point. We're just getting them to just see to, sex. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. But then I think to get anyone related to that. Well, that's where you... That, I think this is where you flick on... You double the scale, right? And then the, the point zero Becomes it, point ten. Point zero becomes the standard. Yeah, point zero becomes the standard of person that you want at the funeral. So everyone above, everyone in the negative points, how they feel about necrophilia on this scale, um, hmm, it doesn't quite work. Let's go with like the level of depravity we're talking about here. So zero is basic, is base. Mm. Yeah, not depraved. Yeah. As you get closer to ten, you get closer to the type of necrophiles and stuff who are going to come to the funeral just because. But the people on the other side, particularly your family, aren't going to want to see that. So then you get further away. Well, it's not necessarily even a funeral now. Now it's just the event. No, it's of the event. Dead yeah. person. No, but I think it's got to be the funeral as well because yeah. then the family are even less likely to come. Because some of your family oh. might be a bit weird, right? But around the rest of the family, they're going to be on. I mean, no I one can it. see the scale that I'm drawing out with my hands, but it's. I mean, in depth to to. To paint a word picture, Ed is holding uh, both his hands up with a with a pointy finger, and that's it. That's the scale he's drawing. <laughs> but so so, what you have to do is balance, big budget. <laughs> what you have to do is balance the scale and bring in things that these people want to see. So everyone who comes in at the, on the necrophile side is kind of like a is a downer on the funeral. And when it comes in on the other side, it's great. So now you've definitely got the tens. You need to get those minus tens <laughs> just to to then keep. Joy levels. Because <laughs> I I, I'm guessing, right, in China, they need a lot of people. But what happens if the type of people who turn up are not the right type of people? This is a spiritual thing, right? To make sure that they're... Because also, it just says to ensure a high turnout of mourners. It doesn't necessarily say a high turnout of family mourners. Like, I could go to... David Attenborough dies. I'm going, I'm going to mourn. Right, I'm not related yeah. to him, but I'm going to mourn. So true, but say like say. Um, so maybe we've got it wrong. Maybe the strippers have nothing to do with the family. Maybe it's literally they have nothing to do with the family. No, I was just, no no. I, got, not, I went not, down the rabbit hole. Not the strippers, as in like. No, I didn't mean it's like a family member who's stripping because no, no, that'd no, be no. even worse. But like the strippers aren't about attracting family. <laughs> Uncle yeah. Jimmy's died, and your nan's gonna strip. About you're coming to the funeral. <laughs> That's the worst invite to anything. I mean, that's a way to clear the room. But, yeah, so what I meant was, like, maybe the Chinese people... They're trying the to attract fam- a wider crowd. The family is guaranteed. Audience. Yeah. So you've got the family in the bag, but maybe it's a small family. So then you might get 100% of family turnout, but that might only be 
I don't know what, couple uncles, few cousins, 15, 20 people. Yeah. Something like that, right? But another family, yeah, let's say, right, let's say in, in rural Chinese village where this is happening, you've got two families. One family has a funeral and they've got 100 relatives, mm-hmm. right? 100% turnout, 100% turnout, 100 people show up. Easy. Okay, banging funeral. As much as a funeral can be banging. Pumping tunes. A funeral people aren't going to forget, though. Let's put it that way, right? No, no. But the thing is, because it's about number of... It's about high turnout, right? So that family doesn't need to put on strippers or actors, musicians, whatever the Mm -hmm. event is, because 100% will come from the family, and that's 100 people, job done. But then another family in the village has, like, 10 people in the family, Mm. right? Maybe everyone's old, doesn't have a kid, I don't know, whatever. And so there, they might get 100% family turnout, but it's only going to be 10 people. So then the village is looking at the two families, or, you know, because we're both from, we grew up in quite small communities. We know how sort of country, you know, people talk, what have you. And then it's like, oh, it's a tiny funeral. No one's going to that funeral. So then you're like, shit, we need to get... I've never come across that kind of country talk. No, I don't (laughs) think I have either. But again, but we we don't come from a culture where you need to get strippers to go to a funeral. Yeah, true. So then... Maybe it's just a case of you're not necessarily planning funeral extras. You're basically like, someone's died. We also just need to host an event. <laughs> like, we need to get... We need to put on a... Like a wake. So it's like a wake. Like a free party just for yeah. people in the village. But what gets me caught up is you have to attract mourners, right? Yeah. The people who go to a funeral for a stripper... <laughs> not the people you wanted the... And like, are, are they really going to be there to... They're not there to mourn. They're there to see funeral strippers. Maybe there's some kind of cultural contract. Like, you, if, you, if you give a bit of mourning. If you're going to host a stripper, I'll shed a tear so and just, bring a we're rose. Back, we're back to people using their funeral mourning time as payment for strippers. Yeah. They don't have enough money to get their own strippers. Do you think there's a culture, there's like a, a group of people who travel the area going to these funerals? I was just thinking that, like professional, not professional mourners, but like they're... Stripper fanciers who whose particular have a particular penchant for stripper fanciers for funeral <laughs> <laughs> funerals, strippers particularly. And then do you think there's specialist funeral strippers? You could go deep here. I mean, there's an untapped. Well, not anymore. I mean, the market's pretty much shut down. We're a bit late to the party, but well, they're shutting it down. I mean, they actually yeah, have... it's over for new business. You're never going to get financial backing, right? <clears throat> on, on my little my little read of this, so at this current crackdown is at four provinces, but they had an earlier one a couple of years ago, which was directed at two. Now, two of those provinces are in the four provinces which are being cracked on now, right? So, what I mean is, say three years ago, they were cracking down on provinces A and province B, right? So, this tradition was only in two provinces. Mm -hmm. Now, they're having to crack down on A, B, C, and D. So, if anything, the market's doubled. Oh, so so they're cracking down those provinces, which means that there's probably opportunity in other provinces. Province E, F, G, blah, blah, blah. What about here? Like, do you think we could do it? Do you think we could bring it over here? Because, I mean, I'm never going to relocate to China to start a funeral stripping business. No, but I hear Leamington Spa is ready for the funeral strippers. <laughs> it's what's been missing from their community. Yeah. I mean, look, I mean, we've pretty much, we've worked it out. I, th- I, I think, think we're, we're all... I we've think a good, a good, I've uh, got a grasp on the reason that they're doing it. Good chat about funeral strippers there. Yeah. Um, I feel for the first episode, for the first article, 
uh, discussing things like how do you offset having a dead person <laughs> <laughs> so you'd still get attendance as if they weren't getting fucked which started well I promised myself it wouldn't go there but no but uh, that was the one topic I was thinking we'll avoid you know we'll fix it in post fix yeah. it in post I've got I've got a corker yeah this is this is ridiculous where's it from <laughs> it's it's from that bastion of storytelling, the the trusted source that is the Daily Mail. Always good. Uh, Always good. You know, I I don't think there's a more respected news outlet no. in all the land. Not since the Ten Commandments were brought down <laughs> from Mount Sinai has anything charted human development more than the Daily Mail. Yeah, words to live by. Exactly. In many uh, ways, it's like the third tablet. It is, what, of the Mormon faith? Well, no, of the... Moses brought down... It was two tablets. He brought two tablets. It was five commandments on one, five commandments on the next, and then the third tablet was the first edition of the Daily Mail. Yeah. And Rupert Murdoch is so old, he could have been there, so... That's true. So what is it? I'm excited. Okay, I'm going to read the headline. It's a long headline, so you're going to bear with me through this. Give it beans. Former Freemason, 51... Found drunk and naked inside a huge pipe organ with a toy gun and remote-controlled police car. Says he got lost while trying to hand out cheeseburgers to the homeless. (laughs) I mean, he did get lost. He did get lost. He did. What do we know about him? So, this guy was a... um, I mean, former Freemason, I don't, I don't know what he used to do. They, the article really doesn't go into any more depth than him being a Freemason, which really says nothing about his employment. But a former Freemason? Yeah. So you can get kicked out of it? I guess so. I, I always thought it was a sort of club for life. You know, like once you join, you remember. But apparently you can get kicked out. I guess they will delve in a little oh, bit more. His know, actions speak louder than words could. You, they, they do. Right. He had recently been fired from his job. Right. Whatever it was. It didn't say what the job was. It said recently fired. But he was fired from it. Yeah, which is traumatic enough. To make it worse, his girlfriend of 16 years (laughs) broke up with him shortly after he'd been fired. Double whammy. Yeah. Yeah. I guess he just... I I don't know. Maybe he lost his mojo at the the point of firing. All he needed to do was get evicted for the triple crown. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't get... It doesn't say. I'm sure he probably did because... I don't know. He was in a rough spot. He, he wasn't having a good time. So, not only was he found inside the pipe organ, the article doesn't... The, the headline doesn't really um, do the thing justice, actually. Right. I, I, wouldn't, I don't think. He, cl- he managed to climb into it, damaging several of the pipes as he went in. So, just, just to, we're talking big church, like, cathedral organ. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Well, you, the, you... the organ... <clears throat> It didn't have a monetary value on the organ. The organ was built in, you know, over a hundred years ago. From when I've seen church organs, they're such a part of, you know, they're like the size of a wall. I, I can't imagine there's an organ shop. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if they have monetary values necessarily because you can't, once a church has an organ, they can't sell it. It's part of the foundations. It's holding up, you know, Exactly. Yeah. It's, when you see it attached to the wall, and the, the pipes are really part of the architecture yeah, that yeah. go around. Well, so to give you an idea of the value, the organ was insured for one million dollars. So this was in America. 
We, no idea. If it was insured for a million dollars... Could have been a million pounds. There's only so much fact-checking we can do <laughs> yeah, before true. we go down this path. And once we hit record, we have to stand by whatever we come out with, I feel. Yeah, I'm regr- there's, I've got some regrets in my note-making process here. Didn't use right. signs. I think it was actually in the UK. I hope it was. I have no idea. I don't care. Who gives a fuck? Maybe it was... This in- dude was in a big fucking pipe organ. That's true. That was insured for a million of something. Right. Yeah, a million Bitcoin. is like, Yeah, I mean, a million Bitcoin is ridiculous. Yeah. That was... Billions in real world, whatever, yeah. I don't even know if there are a million Bitcoin. But anyway, big organ, he's in it. Well, as he was getting into the organ, it looks like he burst a pipe. Right. Which flooded... <laughs> which flooded the church. So he was climbing into a musical pipe... Yeah. And in climbing into that pipe, hit a plumbing pipe. That's, that's what I could get from the article. Like, okay. you know, that's, in doing so, I don't know how, he manages to set off the fire alarm. <laughs> right. Wait! Maybe I'm wrong. The fire alarm sets off sprinklers, floods the place. Either way, this dude has flooded the place and set off the fire alarm, okay. alerting police to his presence. This is getting... When did this happen? Well, the Daily Mail article came out two weeks ago. Right, okay. A week ago. Wait, it's February. It's a short month. A week ago. Right, okay. Because the shorter the month, the... Well, you know, 22nd of February was last week. But if it was like 22nd of January at the beginning of February, I'd, I'd be like, it's two weeks ago. Time is flexible. Yeah, time's a weird place. Okay, but 22nd mm-hmm. of February. Yeah, recently. Right, okay, cool. It's, you know, recently. So this, the organ was screwed. The, the article doesn't go into the toy car. They, you know, he had it, doesn't explain that at what all. What a shame. But it does try and justify his night. Okay, talk us through his <laughs> night and then we'll get back to the car. This guy had gone to the church so that he could give out cheeseburgers to the homeless, right? Yep. Before, before giving out the cheeseburgers to the homeless... He decided it was a great idea to down a bottle of Johnny Walker. Strong. Yeah. Strong. Maybe that was before. Maybe he downed the bottle and then was like, I'm giving out cheeseburgers to the homeless. The sequence of those events can work either way and both are completely understandable. Now, my favourite part was what he said. Right. He was quoted in the article. Give us it. Things just got a little loose. <laughs> <laughs> loose just a little uh, I wish that was just that was all of it but he then just said I was out of it okay <laughs> there we go not out of the organ <laughs> no he was inside he jumped in there like there was no tomorrow but yeah. he like this guy downed a bottle of Johnny Walker and then said I was I got loose does he have a name does it give his name ooh didn't record it. Okay, well, let's, let's refer to him as Stephen. Yeah, Stephen. Stephen. Okay, so Stephen, good good Stephen, uh, a, a pious man, a man yeah, of the a church. Fr- a Freemason. A Freemason, a man of the people, wants yeah. to feed the homeless, honourable, very honourable intentions. I think you have to be honourable to be a Freemason. Uh, yeah, I'll stand by that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what they do, so it could involve honour. Okay, so Stephen, our honourable friend, has drunk his whiskey, then decided mm-hmm. to feed the homeless. Or the other way around, we're not sure, but God bless him for his efforts. One of two ways. Exactly. So he's gone in, started climbing in, 
has broken the plumbing, then the fire sprinklers go off. Or the sprinklers have gone off and he's broken the plumbing. Okay. One of those ways around. Much like Stephen, things have gotten a little loose in, uh, in yeah. our knowledge of the order of things here. Well, I mean, it's kind of a Rubik's Cube of ridiculous events. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a twisty turny, no one's too sure. But, um... <clears throat> So, at what point did the police arrive or something? Was he, was he in the... They found him in the organ, and it was as the police... The police arrived when the fire alarm went off. They right, okay. Alarm yeah. going crazy, and then... Responding to the alarm, as they do. Exactly. Right. And then he told them that he got loose, and then they, and then they obviously, they pressed him more, mm-hmm. because I lied earlier when I said that that's all he said. He had a follow-up. Yep. They must have pressed him more and said, well, you couldn't have just got loose. What were you doing here? You know, I was giving out cheeseburgers to the homeless. Well, why didn't you give them any cheeseburgers? I got loose. Mm-hmm. And then he said, but I did have a lot of cheeseburgers to give to the homeless. <laughs> but there were no cheeseburgers on him. They didn't find... He was in the organ without the cheeseburgers. Right. Somewhere okay. he had cheeseburgers. Hmm. But it's, it's, it's a good... I think a, a good intention. Yeah. I guess you get into, should someone be judged on their intentions or on their actions? It's like the opposite of, um, what's it called, Machiavellian? You know where the end justifies the means? Yeah. This is like, the means were good. You know, he wanted to feed the homeless. But at the end, sometimes you just get stuck in a church organ. So I guess while Machiavelli had the prince, here we have the pauper. Yes. Yeah, they're opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Opposite values. Yeah. Is one better than the other? I don't know. It's hard to say. I like Stephen. He sounds like a, a who? You know, his life went off the chain a little bit. Mm-hmm. How did he react? Got loose. Calmly. Calmly, I think. There was no physical altercation with the police. Nothing like that. No violence. He just mm-hmm. went off on his merry way. He did destroy a million pounds worth of church organ. And the article did say that the church organ... <laughs> Experts had come to check it out just mm-hmm. to make sure that uh, you know it was before still... they did before they did the claim on insurance just to make sure that it was broken. Right. Okay. And they said that the organ was irreparably damaged. The whole organ was irreparably damaged from one. Whatever he had done to it had really broken this organ. Yeah. Yeah. They had fucked the organ basically. There's no. There's no coming back from it. Are there any other instruments that you could get stuck in? I think a drum kit. You could really get tangled up in a drum kit, maybe. Tangled up in one, yeah. yeah. Stuck inside. Yeah. You couldn't. No, I wouldn't fit in a drum kit. Uh, I couldn't a... either. I, I don't think I could. I'm not flexible enough. No. Maybe... I don't know what else there is. Have you heard of anything else ever getting... Well, I was going to say damaged irreparably, but loads of things get <laughs> oh, yeah. damaged irreparably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've damaged my fair share of yeah. things irreparably. Yeah. Um, so what else was found on him? There was a toy car and what was it? Uh, there was a toy car. I think it was a remote... Con- well, weird. it wasn't just a toy car. It was a remote control police car. Right. Even better than just a toy one because there's that Jackass one. You've seen the Jackass episode where the guy goes to the... It's in the movie, I think, where the guy goes to the doctor with the toy car, like a Hot Wheels car. They put it in a condom and put it up his ass. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then he goes and gets the x-ray and he's like, I've got no idea how that got up there. <laughs> so this is almost a... This is like... The, the reverse of that. No, not even... Where were, where were the... Where were the toys on him? They were... It doesn't say. It doesn't say. It just says, found naked. 
forgot about the nakedness. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, <laughs> didn't mention that at all. Uh, yeah, naked inside the pipe organ with a toy gun and remote-controlled police car. It doesn't say where. It's hard to understand Stephen, but at the it same time... It is hard to understand him. I feel like I know him. Yeah. Also, how do you get lost trying to hand out cheeseburgers? Especially when you don't have cheeseburgers. No, he, he did have a lot of cheeseburgers to hand out to the homeless. Where those cheeseburgers were, maybe not, but maybe that's part of why he got lost. Looking, he had to pick up the cheeseburgers from some. He snatched them somewhere. Have you ever gotten lost badly? I once got lost in the woods. Oh yeah. Yeah, in uh, somewhere in Norfolk. We're on a family holiday. Oh, I think it was like, I think it was the Hundred Acre, the, the woods the Hundred Acre Woods are based on. It, this woods is called the Hundred Acre Woods. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it's anything to do with Winnie the Pooh. My, my mother definitely said it was. Okay. Anyway, I did get lost there once. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and I, I mean, they scared the shit out of me when they found me. Who, who's they? Oh, my parents. Oh, right, okay. They were just like, you know, a Hundred Acre Woods. I mean, like a child like you getting lost in those woods. <sighs> You're lucky we found you. Before what? When Before you... I just was lost forever and died. You know, they, and it was like the idea was that... Oh, in the Hundred Acre Woods, nothing ever comes back. Have you seen um, the original Snow White? I don't know if there's been... A... The, the Disney original well, yeah, yeah. I say original thinking there was a sequel. There wasn't really a sequel, but they did a live action one with Kristen Stewart. Or some weird... Anyway, look, the animated Snow White, Mm -hmm. yeah? Yeah. yeah. There's a bit where she gets lost in the woods. Uh, I think it's when she's escaping near the beginning, before she finds the dwarves and she's lost in the woods. And that used to scare the absolute shit out of me in that movie because the trees are drawn, like, with the branches as hands and really kind of... Holy motherfuckers, yeah. Yeah, not personified, but, you know... Just, Just off personified. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you can personify a plant. Because, like, when they give animals, they give them, you know, voices and personalities and all that. These, these were still trees, but they were just such spooky trees. I hated that. Oh, what's it called? Paradalia. Paragodalia. Basically, it's this thing where you... Where, like, pictures of plants, all plants in real life. I just mm-hmm. see a lot of pictures of them. There's a whole subreddit devoted to it, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's where... Plants have sort of anthropomorphic. Oh yeah, yeah, a little tiny, and it's that, you know, it's yeah, the kind of the, the, the arms look like sort of hands withered or... hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the branches a... look like withered hands, even. Yeah, spooky stuff. Forests are spooky. I think they're scarier to get lost in than a desert. Hmm. Now I haven't been lost in either to make this claim. <laughs> right? Yeah. You've thought about it though. Yeah. But the thing is, right, say you're in a desert, you can walk in a direction, like in, in, in a straight direction kind of, you can see your footprints, you can see where you've been, blah, 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 for quite a while, so you can maybe feel as if you're making progress, yeah. but if you're in a dense forest, you can go like 15 feet, because they're quite claustrophobic, you know, with everything around you. Not quite as claustrophobic as a pipe organ. I imagine <laughs> really. But equally, you can't get lost in a pipe organ because you just get you stuck. Can't. It's a shame Stephen's not here. We could ask him. We could ask him. Mm. We'd ask him whether it was more scary to get lost in that pipe organ or whether he's been lost somewhere before. You know that guy has. Is he only, here's a thought about Stephen, is he only a former Freemason 
post incident. Ooh. At the time of getting stuck in the pipe organ, maybe he was still a Freemason, and then between then and the news coming out. Yeah, and I mean our source is the Daily Mail. Yeah. So So obviously everything it says is true. That <laughs> but also there's no there's no reliable uh, like journalism so they, they could say former Freemason it makes it sound like he was a former Freemason when he did it mm. but they don't care mm. have you ever met a Freemason? Uh, yes oh, yeah? Uh, yeah quite a few I think not certain but I've definitely met one mm-hmm. um, yeah normal guy runs a fairly large business mm. in uh, South Wales so what else let's have a think okay because Say you, right, uh, did everything Steve did up until the point of being found and Mm -hmm. having to give your excuse. Okay, so I'm the policeman. Mr. Jones Davis, we cannot understand what's happened here. You are naked. You are stuck in a church pipe organ. You've caused a million dollars in irreparable damage. And the only items we've found on you are a plastic gun and a remote-controlled police car. What do you have to say for yourself? I can't explain it because you wouldn't understand. Right. Uh, I'm here to take your witness statement, Mr. Jones Davis. We need something a bit more than that. What were you doing? You have to really get to... There's a point that every man gets to Mm -hmm. where you've been standing at the grill... Cooking yep. cheeseburgers yep. for three hours. Yep. And all you can hear is... That's singeing cheeseburgers. You look in the mirror and you see a man who's unlovable. A man who's unhirable. And then you look back at the grill and you think, I shouldn't have bought 1,500 cheeseburgers. No. That soon after losing my job. Yeah. And then you look up and you see a bottle of Johnny Walker. Mm hmm. Johnny's always been there for you. <laughs> yes. No, yeah. A steadfast friend. And so you just put Johnny in your mouth. <laughs> and you just gulp him down. Right. <laughs> you take all of him inside you. Yeah. You and. Johnny become one. Mm-hmm. Two become one. Two become one. Um, but we still don't understand what you were doing there. What was your plan? We get that life is tough. We get that you've been flipping these burgers. We get that you've downed this drink. What I'm saying, Ed, is what excuse would you come up with? Uh, I'm, I'm making a film about how terrible my life is. <laughs> so it's a documentary piece. Yeah. It is now. After when you drink that much Johnny Walker, everything is a documentary piece. <laughs> you don't know it at the time, but what you're doing is planning out a crazy bit of lifetime cinema. Mm. There's no excuse. Mm. There's really no excuse because what? By all means, yeah, actually, his excuse is perfect. Mm. He's at a church. Homeless people gather at churches to get sustenance. Yep, the body of Christ. Yep. Amen. Only this time the body of Christ is 100% Aberdeen Angus. 
coming with cheese. Yeah, I don't think in this a brioche guy, bun. I don't think this guy was playing Aberdeen <laughs> Angus burgers. There's no excuse. He's he's nailed it, I guess, on the excuse front for me, because what what else are you going to say? Yeah, I would I, unless he's an organ repair man. Mm. And that's a much better excuse. I know something about Aberdeen Angus's. Yeah. So. Right, I say this. Uh, a running theme I feel with this is you and I think we know things. They might be wrong, but we're just going to stand by them on this. Yeah, we right. have to do that. We've yeah. got no. We've committed to not having a computer yeah, we're around. Not, we're not fact checking. We're not doing this in front of a computer where we can look stuff up. If it's in our head and we feel confident with it, we're going with it. Right. Yeah. Now, even if we don't feel confident with it, because mm. we've got no choice. Aberdeen Angus beef for. A cow, to be classed an Aberdeen Angus, it doesn't have to actually be a pure breed Aberdeen Angus. So, like at Crufts, if you want to enter a Labrador, both its parents have to be Labradors, their parents have to be Labradors, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Right? For an Aberdeen Angus, in the cow world, I'm more confident with saying it can be 50% Aberdeen Angus, but it might only have to be 25%. So it, oh, you only have to prove that its grandparent was an Aberdeen Angus and you can sell its beef as being Aberdeen Angus. Because when you think, if you're looking at a burger and it says 100% Aberdeen Angus beef, mm. that doesn't mean the cow was 100% Aberdeen Angus. That means that the beef in this is 100% from a cow classed as Aberdeen Angus. Mm. And that's sneaky. Yeah, they're sneaky fuckers. Yeah. That's supermarkets for you. Not just supermarkets. I guess that's everyone. Yeah, that is... So you could just buy... Say you're a farmer. Yeah. You can just go out. You can buy one Aberdeen Ag- Angus... Bull. Bull. Say you just buy two bulls. Right. Because I'm right. going to... You were really going to have to bring you up to speed on biology because you're not making anything <laughs> by just buying two bulls. I mean, you buy two bulls and then you have your... your then you have two herds. Right. I don't know why I'm doubling it. Just hard. <laughs> Back to where we started. You just buy your Aberdeen Angus bull. Yeah. And just a bunch of regular cows. You could, you could still have, at the 25%, you don't have to buy another Aberdeen, Aberdeen, you don't have to buy another Aberdeen Angus bull. Because mm-hmm. you just get the next one and you've got two generations worth yeah. of that sweet, sweet meat. Yeah. And then you could just introduce one female Aberdeen Angus to the mix, mm-hmm. to your quarter bull, mm-hmm. and then they'll have a whatever it is son that's more than a quarter. So you're you've got one animal which is a quarter Aberdeen Angus and yep. one animal which is a hundred percent Aberdeen Angus. Yes, they're going to make something which is five eighths Aberdeen Angus. That's enough. Yeah, and then you then you're safe for two more generations. Mm. You can just buy another female one. Because they're definitely cheaper. Yeah, like livestock markets. Incredibly sexy. I can see what you're saying. You could actually water it down so much that you're never breeding off anything pure so long as you hit the 25%. So maybe as a workaround, because I can't imagine that, maybe it has to be... Maybe it's not 25% necessarily, but two generations back Mm. to 100%. Because otherwise, yeah, you could just keep getting... Halves, thirds, sixths. And you know someone is going to do that. Oh, yeah. Straight up. And you're going to end up... You're always going to be eating that. Bang on. 0.25% Aberdeen Angus. Get that that Angus hoof. Like when they're allowed to call them 
pork sausages if they have more than 35% pork in them. Is that all they need? Look at the ingredients list mm-hmm. on a pack of Richmond sausages. Yeah. I think they're 39% pork, 40% pork. Luxury. <laughs> yeah. That extra 4%, that's what's it's paying not, the bills. And it's like, and then they, and then they can, you know, they can claim that they, they're better than competitors. You know, they're porkier. The best sausages. Yeah, yeah. When really you're eating 50% rusk and water. What is rusk? Oh, isn't it like the bits that come off the wheat shells or something? It's That's like... a husk. Oh, right. Uh. Rusk is like a... I have no idea what's in it. Right. Zero idea. Okay. It's like this hard bread stuff that like babies chew on. And it's kind oh, of, yeah. Kind of really crumbly. If you take a bite, it's really hard. Yeah. But as soon as it softens up. Yeah. It, it, it mushifies. Yeah. Famous scientific term. Mushification. Mushification. Love a bit of mushification. That's what they do to peas before they go to the chip shop. <laughs> nice. Yeah. No, I like Stephen. I'm a big fan. He's a man who got caught up in his own escapade. Things got loose. He had to, you know, play the hand he was dealt. He came up, he came up with a genius excuse, all things considered. Do you know what? It would have been bulletproof mm. if he'd had at least one burger. Yeah, what's interesting is that he managed to get his hands on a toy gun and remote-controlled police car, but not one burger. Did he have the remote control for the remote-controlled police car? I hope so. Yeah. I actually hope so, because that shows a level of dedication to the police car that he did not show to his burger game. To the game. Exactly. No, if he'd had one burger, Mm -hmm. his defence becomes... As bulletproof as your defence can become when you're found naked inside a pipe organ. Yeah, just that. When that's you, it. Yeah. <laughs> because then you can be, then he can say I've handed them all out. They can't find the homeless. Yeah, that's, it's impossible. They're, not They're homeless. No one knows where they live. <laughs> Literally no record <laughs> of I, the benefits of being homeless. I once saw a homeless person getting into a taxi... No, can't be fair. What? Okay, so uh, there's shelters and they have a cut-off point. Yeah. Uh-huh. At, at, at a certain time, if you don't get to the shelter by then, you, you ain't getting a room. This was in Bangor, though, which is a small town where we both used to live, which you could walk across in 30 minutes. Uh, well, he clearly wasn't homeless. <laughs> Clearly, you've seen someone who was going back to that no. council estate from. You know. He was no. He was. He had long dreadlocks and he used to sit outside Morrison's. He had a dog. I think he used to play a drum. The Whistler guy. No, not the Whistler oh. guy. No, this was the. There were two iconic homeless people. There was the Whistle guy and this guy. He was hands. I know. I do yeah. know the one you mean. Yeah. Yeah. He was guaranteed homeless. He had kind of a cute little. Um, it was like a pit bull yeah. slash bulldog looking black, black bulldog and white. Boy. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like Pitbull slash Jack Russell kind of small. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That's the one. Mm. That's I a hope... little insight into our university days mm. for everyone. I hope Steve is well. I hope he is. You know who Steve reminds me of? Sorry to go back to Bangor, but you know who Steve, I think, reminds me of? Mm. I think I like Steve a little bit more. Um, did you ever come across that guy Squish? No. He kind of lived in a tent uh, near the cathedral. <laughs> And he was called Squish because he used to go into um, Yellow Pub, which is a pub in Bangor. Uh, and he used to always order all of the squashes 
right in one glass right with half a pint of water so like raspberry like a pour of each squash with half a pint of water and he called it squish no one knew who he was right all anyone knew is that he slept outside the cathedral and drank squish it's a simple life so he called him squish he went to prison for two years and no one knew why huh I can't remember I don't know how how they knew he went to prison but when he came back, mm. it was clear he had been to prison because he would tell everyone. Right. Uh, I've got... That, he, I don't know, he sounds like a similar kind of guy. Can we think of one thing which would have made the story better? Like, I feel mm. this is a particularly strong headline. It's a very long headline. Right, it so it's it's got a lot in it. It's not teasing you, you know. It's giving you a lot of info. Boom, there and then. Fifty-one former Freemason, blah blah blah. Yeah. And so, basically, if he'd been found in like a chicken suit, is that funnier than no? Because no. he was naked. Well, that's what I was going to say. Funnier than naked, but no, no. naked beats. We haven't even talked about him being naked. No. <laughs> Were his clothes in the church? Doesn't say. Doesn't say. Doesn't say. That's that bulletproof journalism we love. Yeah, the Daily Mail delivers right. again. No, it doesn't say. Um, but why would, why would you be naked? How does it get... The other thing that kind of confuses me is how does one bottle of Johnny Walker lead to this? Well, how big was the bottle? The biggest it can be is a litre, right? Yeah. Did they even sell the litre bottles in America? If it was in America, if it was here, I guess it could be a litre, but... Yeah, I think so. Mate, but a litre of whiskey? But what leads you from a litre of whiskey to being naked in a pipe organ? Mate, never mind the lead you. If you drink a litre of whiskey, how are you getting in a pipe organ? I feel that requires no, some yeah. degree of acrobatic skill. Yeah, true. The, the litre... I, I actually imagine the first thing that happens... Is me walking it through. The first thing that happens when you put down a litre of whiskey, you fall over. Yeah. I think I drank a pint of spirits once. Oh my God. But like some of those spirits were Baileys and stuff. But I definitely immediately threw it up. Having said this, I once drunk... I didn't know how much at the time. Basically, I'd gone to like a house party Mm. thing at a friend's uh, at like first year uni and I bought a litre of vodka and just poured an indeterminate amount into one of those, you know, like the 700 mil sport bottle things. Yeah. Yeah. And then filled it up with whatever, mixer. Yeah, yeah, juice or something. Um, And then went on my merry way. Was sipping that like it was water. Yeah. Then played two hours of Ultimate Frisbee. (laughs) Yeah, okay, I didn't expect it to go there. <laughs> like, and then, when I got back to the place, absolutely done, legless. Yeah. Gone, right? And it was only in the morning when I looked at the thing and I drunk 800 mil, like a lot of vodka. Yeah, it's a ton. Yeah, but so what I'm saying drink is... drink that much, I guess. Yeah, so chewing it over, having done that and then doing... Two hours of Ultimate Frisbee. Feeling like during the Ultimate Frisbee, I felt invincible from what I remember. So maybe it is plausible that you drink that much spirit and you end up inside a pipe organ. 
Who are we? Yeah, fair enough. To judge Stephen. And look, he's a former Freemason, so he obviously had some. It, there's, you know, I assume to be a Freemason, it requires some aptitude. Mm. No, I like him. I like him. I like the headline. I like the story. I love the excuse. Love the excuse. The, if there's one thing I'm taking away from this, it's that that excuse really is worth a million dollars. If there's one thing I'm taking away from this as a bit of a life lesson, it's that just commit. Just commit. Even when things do get loose, just commit. Be like Stephen. He acknowledged it. What happened? Things got loose. <laughs> but he styled it out. But that's really the heroic thing from the story. I love it. I love it. Things got loose.